Welcome to the Nebraska Oracle Podcast. Today's date is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Me and Daniel and I are going to give you a breakdown of the first couple games of the NBA playoffs. The first matchup was the Heat versus Hawks, which is a one versus eight seed. Daniel, what was game one of that uh series like i mean trey young he struggled with the the heat one through five switch defense because trey young he's he's one of the best pick and roll players in the game so the heat switching one through five absolutely killed the hawks offense because trey young is one of the best pick and roll players in the game so he couldn't attack matchups as well as he did in the playing game against the Cavs. and for the hawks everyone had to step up so in game one bogey he shot 0 for 8 and then in game two, he had 28. Game one, Gallo played decent. And then in game two, he, he played bad. So that's really important. But also, fact of the matter is they're going to have problems defensively because they're not a good defensive team. They're a very bad defensive team against this Heat team that has great scores on and off the bench. Yep. With Jimmy Butler scoring 45 points the other night in game two, I don't see there any way for the Hawks to guard them then you have uh tyler hero coming off the bench you just have no one to cover yeah and the thing about the heat is like anyone can kill you in game one duncan Mm. robinson who has been struggling he had 27 in game one i don't think anyone saw that nine for ten eight for nine from three yeah yeah duncan has been struggling definitely uh off year for him but But if he gets his jumper going yeah he is he'll help dangerous and then gabe vincent he uh he had uh I think he scored 14 points in game two, mm-hmm. and you know, he gave them big minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So anyone can kill you, yeah. and they don't got and the Hawks don't have Capella. They don't have the defense to even cover uh, the Heat at all. So it's just going to be probably two, maybe three more games at the very most because he the Heat already have a 2-0 lead on the Hawks, and but both games the Heat just dominated them. I mean, game two was more competitive. It was, it was more competitive, but also with Jimmy's 45 points, you kind of have to believe that the Hawks just don't have anyone to, yeah. like, guard or, like, yeah. They yeah. just don't have the defense to keep in this series close. And if uh, if Jimmy continues to score like this because, because if Jimmy continues to score like this, like how he was in the bubble, I mean, the Heat... They may have a chance to to win the East. Mm-hmm. The shots that he was making, that pull up three uh, in the right wing, and then he ended the game with a nice euro step. Mm-hmm. He looked really good. Yeah, you have to remember this. This East is just wide open this year. I wide open. One through nearly eight can win it, or no, one through seven, just because the Nets are at the seven seed. Yeah, which leads me to my next the next matchup which is the Celtics versus the Nets. That game one was fire. That was a fun game one. Especially with uh Tatum hitting that game winning layup. Yep. That was I mean that was some god awful defense. We oh, can yeah. talk about that later. But what I wanted to talk about was uh the Celtics defense. So clearly their game plan was let Kyrie go one on one but focus on stopping KD. And they did that. KD had twenty three points, nine for twenty four from the field. Very successful. They were physical and whenever KD looked to drive, they made sure that he saw bodies. Like sometimes he may, he may have saw four. 
didn't that lead Kyrie to nearly having 40 points though? Yeah, 39. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun just watching uh Kyrie handle the Boston crowd especially. Yeah. And <laughs> he got in quite a bit of trouble after the game because of that. Hey, for everything that he did and only got fined 50k, I mean Honestly, no kidding. So for the Nets, I think one I think one it has to obviously KD's going to play better, but I think what he was doing wrong was he he was looking to attack the basket a little too much because what he should have done is just face up and then shoot over top everyone because he's six foot eleven with that wingspan. No one can block his shot, but mm-hmm. he was looking to to drive and then the Celtics defense would collapse on him and then they would strip him. So yeah. that's how he ended with six turnovers. Yeah, it was. Even though he scored 26, you said? 23. Yeah, 23. That just seems like an off game for Kevin Durant. Definitely not his best game. So he's going to have to turn something around because even though he had an off game, they still only ended up losing by one point. Yeah, so Marcus to, Smart and Al Horford both at 20 each. Yeah, you have to believe that the Nets can very not easily, but they can definitely make the rest of the series a little bit more fun with uh, their scoring ability, especially. Then another thing from game one was the rebounding. The Celtics out-rebounded the Nets by 14. Part of it is because they're so small. Steve Nash is not putting in LaMarcus Aldridge, who may get exposed defensively, but he's Mm -hmm. still still 6'10 and can probably rebound better than the majority of the people that were in the game. But also Blake Griffin can also make an impact, even though he hasn't been good this year. But also it comes down to effort because Drummond and Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown played 37 minutes and got one rebound. Wow. In the game they played a month ago against the Celtics, Bruce Brown played 30 and, and had six rebounds. So it has to do with effort and boxing on your guy and getting rebounds. But, yeah, I feel like if the Nets put more effort into rebounding in game two, I think they'll be fine. How do you see them uh, faring with the possible return of Ben Simmons here and by what looks like now game four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I feel like he's definitely going to help because, one, that's the guy that you can put on Jason Tatum. Two, Kevin Durant now slides down to the four so he can guard Al Horford. Base. Okay, okay. He can guard Al Horford. Al Horford was being guarded by Drummond, which seems fine, but Daniel Tice was being guarded by Seth Curry to begin the game. But Daniel Tice really didn't have an impact. But Al Horford dominated this game 20-15. and 15. Dang. Al Horford and Marcus Smart made the difference. Marcus mm-hmm. Smart in the third quarter, he went 3-for-3 three three from three. And then obviously the play of the game where he passed off the, thir- passed, passed off the three, and uh, hit Tatum, mm-hmm. and then Tatum got the game-winning layup, as you talked about. Yeah. Uh, ben Simmons will definitely be a, a big impact. This really just depends on when he comes back, though. Yeah. Because he keeps getting pushed back game by game. Like, at one point he was possible return for game two, then game three. Now it's four. And who knows, by the time we get to game three, it might even get pushed back to game five. Like, he just might not make a return. Yep. And then for the Celtics, I talked about this in our uh, prediction video, but 
It's about role players hitting their threes. Grant Williams went 0 for 4 in game 1 from 3. Mm-hmm. Derek White went 1 for 4. Marcus Smart was 4 for 9, which looks good, but he went 3 for 3 in the third quarter. So basically he was 1 for 6 in the other three yeah. quarters. So if if uh, Celtics role players help Tatum and Brown space the floor, hit their shots, they should be f- – that, that, that'll that help them out. Um, our next matchup was the Bulls and the Bucks, which this, this surprised me a little bit because the Bulls put up a much better fight than I thought they were going to. Yeah, part of it had to do with our effort defensively trying to stop uh, stop them from scoring in the paint with ease, mm-hmm. which I thought that would have been that would be a problem. Which Brooke Lopez and Giannis had their game, but we made sure they saw bodies and kicked it out to three point shooters and. The Bucks did not shoot well from three. No, they did not. But Giannis still ended up with 27 that game. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Vucevic had a surprising 24. In he that went game. nine for 27. It was yeah. not a good game. It was not good. But and then and then the missed layup when we were down <laughs> by three. That 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 was just. Yeah. Yeah. So. The Bulls had this game. Yeah. Could have stole it, but Vucevic missing that layup, and then Caruso fouled when we were uh, only down by three. Put put the Bucks in the bonus. They got two free throws. Game was over. And then Demar and Zach, they did not have good games. Demar shot six for twenty five. Zach Levine shot six for nineteen, and we were getting good shots offensively. So if yeah, if the Bulls are more more efficient in this game, than, but that's a, that that goes the same way for the Bucks. But yeah, the Bucks shot ten for thirty eight from three, twenty six percent. Yeah, good looks from three. Definitely and, a bad game from both these teams, yeah. but and, then uh, the better team just won this game. Yep, and then uh, a problem that could uh, form for the Bucks is uh, in the playoffs. Chris Middleton is and Drew Holiday, but. Chris Middleton is absolutely so inconsistent in the playoffs. He either plays like Michael Jordan or like, I don't know, Deion Waiters. <laughs> <laughs> but in this game, he shot 4 for 13, 1 for 7 from 3, and had 7 turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing Chris Middleton, he's going to drop 40 on us in game 2 today. But Drew Holiday, he also had a bad game, but then in the fourth, he hit a couple shots. He was huge. So if those two are inconsistent, like that, that that leaves them vulnerable against the Bucks, Nets, oh, Celtics. My bad. Yep. Celtics, Nets, Heat. So it could definitely get interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this will definitely be an interesting series to watch out for. I feel like. It can go not either way, but I feel like the Bulls might somehow snag a game or two. Yeah, at home. I don't. Yeah, s- but I don't, outside of that, it's just gonna be. This was our game. It was that might have been your only chance, but also you might surprise a couple people by snagging a game. Yep. Yeah. Um, our next matchup is the. Raptors Sixers oh, and God. you are definitely not going to be happy about these first two games. Okay, I, I, okay, okay. Before before I talk about the refs, obviously part of the fact is that the Raptors are down two starters, but they're not playing good. Mm-hmm. They're not playing as hard as they did in the regular season, and uh, 
in game two, they struggled really bad. Mainly Fred Van Vliet, who had 15 points in the first quarter. And then for the next three, he only had five. Pascal did not play his best. He shot seven for 20. They only got going in the fourth quarter. They made the game a little interesting, but at at that point, who cares? The Sixers have looked good offensively. They look better when Tyrese and Tobias are involved. Mm. Tyrese is my Tyrese big. was so good in He dropped these 38, 38 in game, in game one, 1. And yeah. then scored 23, 8 for 11. But the refs, man, I'm not I'm just the Raptors started this game off 11 to 2. Mm-hmm. And then the free throws. Oh my god. Joel Embiid in the first quarter got 12 free throws. The Raptors in this whole game got 12 free throws. Like it's just it's so dumb and a couple of them that I remember Joel Embiid uh he got a layup. He made it. But they called a foul on Pascal Siakam even though he was trying to get out of the way and won there. Another one Joel Embiid was in the post. And Ken Birch put his hand straight up. Mm-hmm. They called a foul. And then the one that annoyed me, I sent it in the group chat when uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid flopped. Yeah. They, that, that was ridiculous. The simultaneous flop. So James Harden recklessly drives into the paint with two Raptors in the paint and Joel Embiid. He runs into them, and then James Harden and Joel Embiid flop at the same time, and, and it's a foul on the Raptors. Like, that that's that was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. James Harden is definitely not a fun player to watch for that or Joel, reason. Joel Embiid, man, he, he was fun to watch before James Harden came. The only thing that J- Joel Embiid did that was foul baiting was the rip-through, but Chris Paul does it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care about the rip-through. Like, players can control that. Mm-hmm. Defenders can control that. Just be smarter. But when guys just recklessly drive into the paint and and get bailed out by the refs, that's when it annoys me. Yeah, but do you think this will change once they get into Toronto? Do you think the refs will be a little bit more biased to the home team? No. No? No. You think they're just going to be But, but the Raptors have to play better. They do. They they, they could have won this game. They, they were terrible offensively in the second and third quarter. Couldn't hit anything. Mm-mm. Gary Trent, he's he's he has a non-COVID illness, so I don't know why he played ten minutes in the in game two. He was clearly not ready. Maybe he he he's going to play in game three, but hopefully the the illness has a hopefully he's, he's recovered from the illness. Yeah. He plays better. Fred plays better. Pascal plays better. Like I I even if the refs officiate the game bad, I think they can take. I think they can take uh, games three and four. Uh, no matter what happens, though, you do not want to go to six or seven if you're Philly because you're not trusting Doc Rivers to. Yeah, you you want to hear something? I think game five. Okay, okay, this this uh, doesn't mean anything if the Sixers sweep, but I think if the Raptors take one game at home, I think game five is the most important game for the Sixers. If they lose game five. They are going to lose the series. They're going to blow a 3-1 lead. Will Game 5 be at home? Game Five's at home. So if they lose that, then they go back to Toronto. I think Toronto takes that. So it's 3-3, and all the momentum is is, in the Raptors' hands with uh, the terrible coach and Doc Rivers. Remember in the bubble. Yeah, Doc Rivers is a a terrible coach in the postseason. Even, yeah, he makes no adjustments, and he just doesn't do anything to actually help his team. He's... Very overrated. So when we talk about the Sixers, when we talk about James Harden who disappears in playoff games, when we talk about Doc Rivers, 
it's first to four. So whatever happened in game in these first two games, it doesn't matter because the Sixers they can mess this whole thing up. Hey, and the Raptors like ruining the Sixers season. Yeah. They they're used to it now. Yep, 2019. Yep, that was still that was a great shot. Yep. Um, but yeah, I still have the Sixers winning this series, honestly. Oh, the Sixers are going to win. With, okay. With the if, unless it goes to five. True, true. Yeah, but Sixers, I can honestly see them even almost sweeping at this point, just Most because, definitely. just because they seem to be controlling everything. Um, Halliburton, or no, not Maxi. Hal, Max, no, not Maxi. Uh, Tobias. Tob- why can't I get his name right? His name was in my head. Tenman. Wait, who are you talking about? I, I can't think. He's on the Sixers. Doesn't have is doesn't have a booster, or so he can't go to Matisse Thybul. Matisse Thybul. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, can't get his name right. Matisse <laughs> Thybul. He honestly has not been making a, as big of an impact on the series as but I thought he was going to be. But that's the only thing Doc did right. Yeah. He he's, he benched Matisse because he knew. That, that Matisse was not going to play in Toronto, yeah. so they started the guy that they'll have in Toronto. That's yeah. the only good thing yeah. he's done. Ma- yeah, that's a good decision for them because if Matisse Thibel was making a big difference in this series, yeah. then they'd be Yeah, they'd Matisse be hasn't done much in this so series. So that is a good thing for the Sixers right there is that you don't have to rely on anything from Matisse Thibel because he only has eight points in this series so far. Yep, he is, but, but he's been good defensively. Oh, yeah, but. he's he's been a solid defender, but also... Yeah, when you're getting to the free throw line that much, it's I feel like the game comes pretty easy to you. Yep. Matisse and then in game had... two had ten minutes. Yeah. So who cares? So yeah. Yeah, three blocks in ten minutes. Three blocks. Jeez. Yeah. He is a great defender though. So Yep. Keep it in America and then Sixers are looking pretty good. But anything can happen. Yep, anything can happen, but Sixers and five. All right, so now this leads us to the Western Conference. Suns versus Pelicans? The Suns versus the Pelicans. Yep. And the Pelicans surprised us all by taking— I wouldn't say surprised. It surprised me because I had the Suns winning in four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think after game one, I I was more confident that they could take the one game. That they could take a couple games. Because because in the first half of game one— the Pelicans were struggling offensively, yeah. couldn't hit anything, and Bi and CJ had really bad game ones. Mm-hmm. They came to play in, in game, game two. two. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did, hitting clutch shots. Bi had a near yep. triple double. Brandon Ingram was definitely a game changer in this game too. Yep, thirty-seven points, nine assists, and eleven rebounds. Wow. Yep, CJ. He he had twenty three six for ten shooting from three nine assists. He also had a near triple double. But what I liked what the Pelicans did was they pushed the ball, try to get early offense, mm-hmm. especially when Jackson and Jonas are on this are on the floor at the same time, because their half court offense struggles with those two in the game because they both can't shoot. Literally, what the Suns do is they help off Jackson Hayes and focus on Bi and CJ. So you push the ball, the Suns defense does not get set, and you can get. Uh, easier baskets yeah but as well as they played you have to think that if the Suns had Devin Booker for that whole game the Suns probably but they were only down by Booker at 31 they Mm. were only down by 
Yep, down by five at the end of the first half. Booker was the only one doing anything offensively. Everyone else was struggling. Mm -hmm. So, like, it could have gone either way. It could have gone either way, but... Booker probably would have had 50 still. Yeah, that would have been been funny. Another thing is the Pelicans have been killing uh, the uh, Suns on the glass uh, in game two. They out-rebound them by 10. And then uh, some guys that are contributing really well... Larry Nance, he had 13-6 and six in Game 2. He also had a big Game 1. I think he should be playing more minutes than Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas has been struggling. He's not going to impact the game defensively, Mm-mm. but finishing at the rim, he has to do. In Game 1, he shot 7 for 21. He had 25 rebounds, but he, he had a bad game. He missed easy putbacks. 7 for 21 as a center. That's not good. That is not good. And that then, cannot be what you're getting out of your third 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 best player yeah your third best player and your starting center yep true and uh another thing uh i think they should start either trey murphy or jose alvarado because those guys can actually hit their hit their threes now like jackson jackson hayes had a good game because they pushed the ball he had he had a couple of nice dunks he even had that nice block on mikel bridges mm-hmm. But uh, Jose and uh, Trey, they, they hit their threes in their half-court offense. So at the end of the game, they went Jose, CJ, B.I., Herb Jones, Jonas, and then uh, Larry Nance came in at the end. But their half-court offense looked much better, and they were just hitting threes. Mm-hmm. Jose went two for two. He hit a big corner. Jose two. Alvarado just seems like a spark plug to me. Like He will just come in and just like give that team a little bit of life. And he's that, he's that dude that's loyal and just willing to give – everything for a team because he's from Brooklyn. Yeah, he plays hard on defense too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So one of those two guys have to start. Honestly, don't care which one. They both... They'll both help the Pelicans, but obviously what we got to talk about is uh, Booker may not play in games three and four. He's not ruled out for the series, but... But if they're going into New Orleans... Mm -hmm. Without Devin Booker. Yeah. That's... That will be... Yeah, that that's not looking great for the Suns, but Look, I feel like if whenever they get Devin Booker back, that's when they take re, that's when they re, take re control of the series. Yeah, most definitely. Chris Paul's gonna have to do what he did in Game One. He he's Chris Paul had thirty in Game One, mm-hmm. and he closed out the game really well. Which is something Chris Paul has just been doing his whole career, just stepping up when the team needs him to. Yeah, there's a reason why the Suns are one of the best one of the best teams in the clutch. They didn't show it ye- yesterday, no, but, but Chris Paul and Buck, they close games. Yeah, Chris Paul, great player. Top five point guard of all time. I don't have a list, but I'll agree with you. Yeah, off the top of my head, top five point guard of all time. Um, our next matchup was the Grizzlies versus Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves took game one, and but then the Grizzlies came back and just destroyed them in yep. game two, so which what, I definitely knew was going to happen just because the um, the Grizzlies they're just a much I just still think they're just a much better team even yeah. though they lost in game one. But John Morant kind of was looking a little sloppy, sloppy in sloppy game in one. game one, and he then had a turned good it first ar- first quarter in that game, but it was absolutely yeah. horrible, out of control, reckless. Yeah, I agree with you. He, he made much better decisions in game two. But uh, we talked about how uh, the Grizzlies' size was going to be an impact. Mm-hmm. In game one, the Timberwolves out-rebounded the Grizzlies 46-35. to 35. The Timberwolves out-rebounded the Grizzlies 46-35? Yeah, in game one. Wow. 
and obviously the Timberwolves' offense was just on fire. They scored one thirty. Anthony Edwards was thirty six. Yeah, he was hitting su- yeah. such tough shots. He he cooled down in game two. That that yeah, was a big. That thing. was a big. Cat had twenty nine and thirteen, and then in this game, it was bad. He got into he got two fouls early. He should have gotten his third in the first, but it was a no call. But his third foul was absolutely dumb. He was shooting a three, and he kicked his leg out. Mm-hmm. Offensive foul third, he he barely played in the second quarter and then got five. And then we talked about how he gets frustrated, lets it affect his play. We saw it in the uh, playing game against the Clippers. Yeah. It's very true. But uh, another thing, uh, in game in game uh, one, Stephen Adams got absolutely exposed. He got exposed bad. Cab was uh, beating him off the dribble, scoring with ease. And Anthony Edwards was also attacking him in the pick and roll. In game two, Stephen Adams only played three minutes. So they went to Xavier Tillman, who had big minutes in game two. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Clark. And it obviously it obviously worked out in their favor because they blew, they blew, blew him out. out. And that doesn't mean Stephen Adams not a great player or a great defender, but I just think his... This play series. style, yeah. He's this is just not his series to uh, like. The, the Warriors may not be his series either yeah. against Steph, Jordan, Paul. Yeah, he's a. I like Stephen Adams. He's always been a fun player to watch because he's just seems like a uh, comic relief kind of guy in my opinion. But like, yeah. But I like Stephen Adams, but he's definitely just not going to be making these big impact plays in yep. this series. So. Whatever helps the Grizzlies right, to win. to Taylor he's... Jenkins because Stephen Adams in game one had three rebounds. If he's not rebounding, he's not going to help in this. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And at zero points. Yeah, so whatever will help neutralize Cat, that's what you have to throw at him. So the Grizzlies made an adjustment. Now the Timberwolves have to make an adjustment. Yeah. Because most likely Brandon Clark or Xavier Tillman will start yep. game three. They should. So how will the uh, the Timberwolves react to that? Mm-hmm. And will Anthony have a better game than he did in game two? And yeah. I, also D'Lo. I talked about D'Lo. He's been really bad this series. Yeah, and that was one of your big points on how the uh, they, those that three the, guys show up. how the Timberwolves could like somehow win this series yeah. is if is if D'Angelo is playing really well. If he's on fire, this team is hard to beat. Yep. But when he's cold. It's just Ant and Cat uh, out there trying to make up for a lot of the scoring load. And Which, a, credit to Dylan Brooks. He played really good oh, yeah. defense. Not, yeah. Yep. But D'Lo, if he's playing well, they're, they're, a, scary, seven, they're a scary yeah. team. So if he picks it up, this can definitely go to seven. Yep. So the Warriors versus Nuggets. Dude, I don't know. What, what did you have this series going to? I had it in five. I think I had it in five or six. Okay. So I, I definitely didn't have it going to seven. There were some people that had it going to seven. I don't, I don't understand why. You look. If you look at the rosters, uh, Nikola just has no help. Yeah, and in game two, he got frustrated really bad yeah. because he was on Draymond. Draymond probably got away with some fouls, but uh, he, he... That's just Draymond's play style, though. Yeah, he's yeah like, physical. He's a physical, he gets in your head, and he's that's why he's a good defender. Yeah, but Jokic got ejected in game two, so mm-hmm. it was not a good... Yeah. Not a good Not game. good for him And he all. shot 9 for 20, so Draymond really affected him. And then you look at the rest of the roster. Will Barton had a good game one, mm-hmm. but he's inconsistent. He went 5... 
for 15 in game two. Aaron Gordon went three for nine. Monte Morris, I don't even think, took a shot in the second half. I could be wrong on that. And the bench really doesn't did not do much. Mm-mm. Yeah, and the Warriors, just look at their team. They have Jordan Poole. They have Jordan Poole is yeah, Jordan Poole is doing really well this series. Yeah. Um. Then y'all have Steph, Clay, uh, Draymond. Your team's that team is just almost looking stacked right now. They yep. are just they're super hot. Like they can't. And Steph is he's he's low, he's uh ramping up still yeah. on the bench. So, and that lineup: Steph, Jordan Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond. That that lineup is absolutely unstoppable because. In this in this game two, forgot about Wiggins. Yeah, <laughs> game two, uh, the Nuggets were up by twelve, and then the Warriors came, went to that lineup and app and came back quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there that's an that's a very explosive lineup, and not many teams can. But the Nuggets can't. They don't have any. Perim- oh yeah, they, they don't have any perimeter defenders. And Steph, Jordan, Clay, they're going to attack Jokic uh, on the pick and roll because he's not mobile. Jokic is a solid pick and roll defender. He gets deflections, all that. But talk about mobility, moving your feet. Yeah, he's, he's not going he's not to be able guy. to stay with those dudes. Yeah, you almost have to feel for Nikola Jokic because he just has not enough. He just doesn't have enough help. But if he had Jamal Murray, right, then it's. It could almost be a different series. It could, it, I could see this going to seven just because you would have that second guy to actually pass to. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So this next series is Jazz Mavs. This has just been, I wouldn't say underwhelming, but it's just I, definitely I've just, I just not very fun to watch in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. So um, if it, they've, if the Mavs had Luca, I would definitely like this series a lot more, and I think a lot, of, and a lot of other people would too. But it's currently tied one to one. I mean, we can talk about game. So in game one, I think it was impressive how the how the Mavericks only lost by six. Yeah, Rudy Gobert had a big impact in game one, but uh, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, they did not play up to their standards Mm-mm. against this team that has no perimeter defense. Like, you can get past them, get whatever shot you want. Jalen Brunson went 9 for 24. Spencer Dinwiddie, he absolutely sold this game. He shot 10 for 16 from the free throw line. He missed six free throws as a guard. But uh, I talked about this, uh, their three-point shooting, because Mm -hmm. the Mavs shot 9 for 32 in game one. Yeah, that's 28%. That's very bad. And what the Jazz do is always, since... Since they got no uh, perimeter defenders and guys blow, get get past get blown past easily, Rudy Gobert always helps off his man, and then they just kick it out to corner and just don't close out. So Maxi Kleba in game two, he had he he made eight threes, twenty five points. He had the second most threes in a playoff game by a bench player. Do wow. you want to guess who the first one is? He played for the Mavs in his career. Bench player. Mm. Tell me. Jason Terry. Jason Terry? Yeah. Okay. Scary Terry. Yeah, so so for the Jazz, they just don't make any adjustments to their defensive scheme. That's mm. Quinn Snyder's fault. No, none of them can play defense. That's, that's management's fault for not getting anyone that can stay in front of someone. 
Donovan Mitchell has not been good this series at all. He 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 was absolutely terrible in game one in the first half, had a good third quarter. But then in this game, hold on, let me pull it up. God. Computer slow. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to quickly talk about how Luca? Oh yeah, if Luca missing these games, uh, when's he supposed to be back? Is he supposed to be three back? or four? Three or four, so he could be back this next game. Yeah, yeah. If Luca's back in this next game, then I can see the uh, Mavs just sweeping the rest of the series, just because of how dominant he is and how much how of a game changer is. Are. Yeah, and how bad the Jazz are. Yeah. Um, Luca Doncic, he's just. He's just a game changer. Yep. Yep, and that's all you need to say. Anyways, uh, in this series, Donovan Mitchell is averaging 33, which looks good. Mm-hmm. But he has shot 29.5 field goal attempts in the two games. Okay. 39%. 31 from three. So he has been he has not been good, and then he has not been able to close out these games. He was missing a lot of shots in the fourth quarter in game two. If he stepped up in his shots... Jazz would have won this game. They should have won this game. Yeah. They should have, but I just think this is like the Jazz tendencies. They just lose important playoff games. They can't take advantage of they can't. Just... They, they can't take advantage of situations that they need to win. Like, they should have won this game. Yep. Without Luka Doncic, you should win this game. Yep. All right. Shout out to Jalen Brunson, 41-5-8. Wow. Yep. Jalen Brunson's that guy. So... Here's my big question. Do you see any of your uh, predictions changing after these first couple games? I'm not going to change my predictions. You you still have who's your you still have the Nets versus the uh, Suns in the finals? Dude, with the with the with the East it's just It's so I, wide open. I I get that. And yeah, so I'm staying with my predictions. Yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm not going to change my predictions. I'm not like that which is very, very surprising because I got the Sixers losing still, but whatever, whatever that's that's not important. <laughs> yeah, I'm not changing anything. So what about if the Nets somehow, or the Nets lose this next game? Right, dude, it gets interesting. It's because, because they go down 2-0, and that could almost be... And then Ben Simmons returns in game four. That could be two games too late at that point. Maybe. Because he almost needs to come back right now. Yeah, true. If he comes back right now, then I could just say the Nets will just. I feel like the Nets are going to be just fine at home because the the Celtics are being extremely physical with KD. Getting away with some some stuff that maybe should be fouls. So so maybe some. Five. I think the Nets will be I so so if he comes back game four and they win game five, I don't think it matters. Yeah. All We've right. seen teams come back down to nothing all that, the time. Yeah, that's true. It's not obviously not uh a shoe in that uh Celtics are gonna win it if they go up two oh, but I just see them just taking advantage. And I can see them. But they only won by one point. Katie had a bad game. Al Horford and Marcus Smart both gave you 20. Are they going to give you 20 in game two? Yeah. And if 
here's the thing. If the Celtics stick to their game plan of having Kyrie go one-on-one and KD and focus on KD, I think they're going to lose this game because KD's not going to play as bad as he did mm-hmm. in uh, game one. And Kyrie, if you if you, if he's allowed wait, Kyrie, uh, if if he's in a one-on-one situation, he's scoring. Oh yeah, he, he put up. He should have put up forty points, but yeah. like yeah, he's he's a, he's one of the most talented offensive players in the game of all time. Even yeah, yeah, he just has such good shot creating ability that like no one can guard him one on one. Yeah, the shots that dude. Can even make. though Marcus Smart is deep boy, he's just he, like but 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 the Celtics switch one through that's five. True, that's he, true. He barely. Yeah, barely on him. He sh- should probably be. Tatum scored more. Tatum got scored. Kyrie scored more more on Tatum, on Tatum yeah, than yeah, yeah. he did on Marcus Smart. Yep. Which honestly, I feel like that's not a good move in my opinion. If you're gonna switch one through five, obviously you want. But you, they should just bring double teams. They that's should. My point. Because I saw Celtics fans, and do you know Mike Wilbon? The name sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't think. Basically, I know. this guy, this guy said. After Kyrie dropped 34 against the Cavs in the play-in game, do you think Kyrie's gonna drop 39 against Marcus Smart? I'm like, Kyrie's one of the best offensive players in the game. Great offense over great defense in one-on-one situations. In one-on-one situations, yeah, but yes, defense wins championships. I mean, if they if they let Kyrie go one-on-one, he's going to continue to have these mm. games unless he's human. He misses some some shots. I just think they need a, they need to focus more on stopping Kyrie too. Mm-hmm. Send double teams. Don't let him go yeah, one on one. Maybe shift some of the focus off of Kevin Durant and shift it to Kyrie Irving. But also, that will if you shift any of your focus away from Kevin Durant, he's going to put up thirty five. Yeah, but what if you stop? What if you stop uh, Kyrie? Because I That's don't, true. I don't think what they did in Game One is going to stop KD in Game Two. Mm-mm. I'm expecting him to score 30, and if Kyrie is, does the same thing, then they're, they're then they're winning. They're by, losing, or uh, the, the Celtics the, are the, losing. Yeah, Celtics are losing. Nets are easily taking that. Yeah, and then it's one-one going into Brooklyn. Yep. All right. I think we should wrap this up a little bit. Any closing remarks, Daniel? Uh, hopefully, I, I'm being optimistic about the Raptors. Hopefully they uh, take uh, these two games at home. Probably not going to happen. Nets for Celtics. I just hope the series does not disappoint me because whenever you hype up a series, yeah, then it sucks. Yeah, that's true. That's and uh, hopefully my Bulls just take a game. Yeah, let's hope. Just so that's a little bit entertaining. You've been listening to the Oracle Podcast. We do bring this to you weekly to give you our thoughts on the NBA playoffs and our predictions for the future.